Welcome to Faith at Eight. I'm Shanna. I'm Jill. We are two friends helping turn your eyes from the world to the Word through candid conversations fueled by Jesus and more Jesus. And today on Faith at Eight, we are in the idolatry study, and today's episode is about knowledge and success. Yes, and I, um, I think, I, I don't know about you, Jill, but I feel like this whole entire study, what I love about it so much is it is taking things that we actually strive for and we think are healthy to strive for. And they are healthy to strive for. And they help us, it helps us, at least it's helping me see, okay, which are these things that are healthy for me to strive for and I'm doing it in a healthy way? And which one am I making my which ones am I making an idol? And because there is such a balance between that, those two things, um, because none of these things are bad. You know what I mean? W- working hard is not, and diligently is not bad we're called to do so in the Bible. Um, being successful is not a bad thing. It doesn't make you a bad Christian because you were successful. You know, we should, we should strive to be successful. Um, and obviously gaining knowledge, you know, you you don't know what you don't know, um, is also important, but it, when it, when does that balance, when does it flip the switch where it goes from a healthy habit and a healthy behavior to, the, just the focus of who you are and what you identify as. And I think you make a good point there as well as, you know, at what point does it actually become an idol and have we become so used to it that we're not even realizing at that point that it becomes an idol, um, knowledge specifically, right? We live in a day and age where you want to know what are the letters behind their name? What degree can you talk to me? Because do you have enough knowledge? And it becomes this, well, I got this degree and I have my high school diploma and I went to college and I have my bachelor's and my master's and my doctorate and all of this stuff. And you're looking and you're stepping back going like, like, did you get that because you were really truly seeking the knowledge from a good place? Or was it because you wanted that badge of honor and you were all, you know, consumed with, I need to get that degree for me because that's what I need to do. And I thought that that was interesting because even growing up, it was always, you know, I want you to go to college, you know, go do more than what we did. You go to college because that's what you need to do. And it wasn't that understanding of like, well, hang on a second. Is this truly what God has designed for me? Is that the path that I'm supposed to be taking? Or am I seeking out what the world is telling me? I am going to have worth. I will be enough. I can, I can do things when I have that degree. So I will do anything to seek out a degree. And when we really think of that, a lot of times that leads you right into debt, right? Is that there is no question about taking out debt in order to seek that degree, in order to give that fulfillment in the world of yes, but I got those letters behind my name. You thought took all my thoughts and you said them already. Um, yeah, we we have a culture now where we teach kids that you're not successful unless you have a college degree. Like I had a degree so I could go work in restaurants and then I got into HR. Um, everything I knew about how to work in a restaurant and lead a restaurant was from working. It actually wasn't from getting my degree. Um, so it's just so um, it's so detrimental. Like it's so detrimental because we have these and then you, the Bible says in Proverbs, it says the debtor is slave to the lender. So we are teaching generations upon generations of kids. Um, I guess not kids when they're in your twenties that you have to go to college and you go by all means. It doesn't mean, it doesn't matter if you can afford it or not. You go by any means necessary. You take out as much debt. It's okay. It's okay. Not a problem. Um, don't worry that that is not bankruptable. If at some point you aren't making any money from your degree, oh, and it doesn't matter even what your degree is in. You can get a degree in German basket weaving 
and spend a hundred thousand dollars on it. It's okay because you got a degree. That's what's most important. And we, we do all these things. And now we have generations and, and our generation, I think is the beginning of it that are, and I think it's interesting. I know you probably came out with a lot more student loan debt because you went through many more layers of education than I did, but even coming out with my bachelor's and with lots of scholarships, I came out with 60 grand in, in debt. So I had to make all these decisions based on that debt, not based on what I felt God was calling me to do. I remember having our first daughter and, um, you know, you, you had your first son at the same time I had my first daughter. And I remember when the Sandy Hook shooting happened and I remember going to daycare centers and literally being hysterically crying because I did not want to leave my baby. I wanted to be with her. And we, we were very blessed. We were fortunate enough to be able to hire a private nanny, um, because I just didn't want her to leave, but I didn't have the choice to stay home because we couldn't afford because I had 60 something thousand dollars in student loan debt. Um, and my mm-hmm. husband doesn't have any because he joined the military and he went free through the military. And, and you now we've just taught all these kids. So now we have trades that aren't being fulfilled that they desperately, we desperately need because every kid's told to go to college and college isn't a bad thing. College is a good thing. I want my doctor to go to college and do well because they might have to perform surgery on me and I'd like them to not have flunked out. Okay. Um, that, that's a good thing. Like if I need a lawyer, I want a lawyer that went to college, not one some that like just randomly figure something out, but not it college just isn't right for everyone. And, but we've told people, we've told, we've told our society, we've told um, all these teenagers that at 17, 18, they should know exactly what they're doing. And if they don't choose to go to college, it's because there's something wrong with them. Um, and, and now even this generation, you know, my brother's a junior in college, his generation, they have to, they have to go to post-secondary. They can't just get a bachelor's that doesn't do anything for them. They have to get a, a master's or, or, or the next level graduate's degree. Couldn't think of it. I don't have one. So I couldn't think of what it's called. Um, but we, they have to do that. And we really are strapping down and saddling that generation. We're yoking them with, um, things are not meant to carry. And unfortunately we're, they're now limited to what they're called to do. Like if you get out of college with a hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt and you feel called to missionary work, can't really go do that because you have a hundred thousand dollars in debt and missionary work doesn't pay well. Yeah. And, and it's interesting because it's just so accepted. Like there isn't that question of going into it before, how am I going to pay for this beforehand? And that's, I mean, I had undergrad when I came out of undergrad that was paid for. I went to, you know, not a, I mean, local college, it was like a state college. So it wasn't anything, but my graduate school, which I had to go to in order to get my degree was private because the only places that had what I needed was a private college. So walking out with six figure in debt saying, but what other options do I have? If that's the degree that I want to get, it was just so normal. I mean, at the end of this year, I'll be paying off one of the loans and the loan that I'll be paying off is the one I took out so that I could have housing while I was going to graduate school. So that has been over 10 years of paying on that one loan just so that I had money for three years to live somewhere because during the time of being in graduate school, you could not work. So during that time, you're just accruing more debt and it's, it's okay because eventually that'll get paid off. And then coming out into the workforce and then seeing, oh, wait a minute, the pay is not actually going to help what that debt is. And understanding that in that seeking of knowledge, we are sometimes setting ourselves up to not only... Um, accrue debt, which makes us then make different choices to figure out how we can do that. But also it's putting us into that 
well, maybe if I seek more knowledge, I'll get paid more, right? So as a PA, what if I went on to get my doctorate because then I would get paid more. So then you start to seek more worldly things to take care of the debt, but you know, wind up in more debt or whatever that looks like. So it's almost like that, that grasping for that more knowledge, which then goes into the next topic of success and achievement, the grasping of more to take care of something where if you just step back and said, wait a minute, what is the path I'm truly being called on? And how do I do this in a way that I can be mindful of to where it is grounded in God? I'm not making that achievement or that knowledge an idol. Can I do that in a better way? Yeah. And what's interesting to me is if, you saw um, someone go to church and they they had a hundred thousand dollar vehicle. You'd be like, oh, like Christians judge other Christians for the cars they drive. Like let's let's just be honest. Like I've heard people say, like, can you feel, like that's a very expensive car? Oh, okay, well they pay for it. Like what do you care? But you have there's no judgment when someone takes out hundred thousand dollars. Oh, that's good debt. Right. What? No. And and we have we have to if you. We just finished a book, me and my children for homeschool, and it was called um, David Townsend. That's what I'm going to say it is. That's not David Livingstone. Like, that's not his name. David Livingstone, so and he, he was a medical missionary. He felt called to God to do that. And back then, there were no student loans, so he had to do a lot of things to be able to go through um, medical school because that was back in the late 1800s in Scotland. And he came from an extremely poor family, um, like poverty that we don't even understand and comprehend in, in America here in 2022. And, um, there are people that are called to that. There's nothing wrong with becoming a doctor. There's, but, but why are you becoming it? Is it, is it because you are, um, your, your idol is a title. Your idol is to say, Oh, I'm a doctor. Is it, Oh, because I want to know what, or is it, I feel God's called me for this. And I want to do this for the glory of God. And, um, there, there is something we need to, I keep dropping something and I'm sure it's going to come up on things. I'm sorry, friends. Um, if you guys can hear me dropping something over and over again. Um, but it is so important that we look at those things. Like uh, being a homeschool teacher, I learned so much and the way the school system is set up and the way that um, the unions are set up, you have to get more education to continue to grow as a teacher. So we have teachers that have a hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt and will never make that much money as a teacher. And so people's response is, Oh, we should pay teachers more or (laughs) we should pay teachers for how great of a teacher they are, not for how many degrees they have. And um, you know, we, we, our culture is just all about, um, the wrong stuff. And instead it should be, what am I doing with that knowledge? Mm-hmm. What am I doing with that knowledge? And am, am I actually serving God well with that? Um, you know, and, and what am I called to actually know? We are not meant to know everything. We now have knowledge at our fingertips. It is literally our fingertips. We can search anything and find everything like that. And so we are constantly overloading our brains with all this information, some of it good and some of it absolute non not necessary drama nonsense. Um, and, and what, so what are we doing with the knowledge? What are we actually needed to know about? You know, I had someone the other day ask me a, a question. I was like, I, uh, that's not my area of expertise, like at all. Sorry. And they're like, Oh, wait, what? And kind of like when people ask you about homeschool, although you, that's the degree of expertise for you. And you're like, I don't know, ask Jenna. Um, but, but there's things like if someone come in, came and said, I broke my arm, what should I do? I don't know. Ask Jill. 
I, I don't put, take Tylenol. I don't know. Don't take Tylenol. That's not actually medical advice. I am not a doctor, nor do I own on TV. Don't go and say, oh, I broke my arm and I listened to a podcast and they told me to take Tylenol. It's a joke, friends. It's a joke. This is your disclaimer. Um, but but there, we don't have to know everything. And we live in a society where we think we do. Oh, I have to be. Yeah. No, you don't have to be the subject matter expert in every area. Like, what is your area that God's called you to be? Be an expert in that area. If work hard to gain the knowledge so you can serve God well in that area, but you're not meant to know everything. And so like, there are things you need to just release and let go and like, be like, I don't know. I don't know. It's okay to say someone, I don't know the answer to that because you're not supposed to know everything. And it's a very powerful statement to step back and say, you know what? I don't know that answer, but we have that feeling of, but I have to know, and I have to fill space. And, but why, when can we just sit back and see it is okay to not know everything and leaning into work. I love how the study, um, kind of wraps it up in this. We were created to worship God with our work, not worship our work. Yes. And when I read that, I was like, that is spot on. Let me go ahead and reflect a little bit when I did worship work, when I could walk around and say, hey, you know what? This is what I achieved. And not only am I a PA, but I'm an orthopedic surgery PA. And not only am I an orthopedic surgery PA, I can look back and, and see when it was, oh, look, I'm a PA, but not only am I a PA, but I'm an orthopedic surgery PA. Oh, and look, I'm not only an orthopedic surgery PA, but now I'm minimally invasive spine. And look at how much I work. Look at all the time that I work. I work more than that person. And look, you know, all of these things that I was making my work an idol and I didn't recognize it because it was so normal because then people would be like, oh yeah, you know, look at, look at Jill. She's his PA, he's never had a PA that's lasted that long. Look at her, you know, and I, I kind of took that as yes. So I have to be at work all the time. And there was a part in here that talked about the amount of time that you're spending. And is that more or less time, intentional time than what you do spend with God? And it was a really interesting reflection because at that time I did not have the same relationship with God that I do now. And I can see where the enemy was working. I can see where the world was working on me in these areas of knowledge and success and achievement and work to really pull me aside and say, look at this, because this, this is where you need to be focused. You don't have time for that God and that relation stuff. You know, look at these things that you did in your own power. And it was that idea that I had done it versus these are gifts that God has, has given me that I've been able to utilize to help other people and do good for him. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're in the season right now, the Olympics is on TV and here you have like the, the 1% of people that are amazingly talented at a sport. And so they have all these success and their, and their goal is to achieve the ultimate achievement of a gold medal. Um, but how many gold medalists can you like name off the top of your head? Like, so we were born in 1982. Do you remember who in 1982 was the gold medalist of an Olympic sport? No, I only Figure know Michael, Michael Phelps. I could probably name Michael Phelps, Usain Bolt, that fast guy, Brandy Johnson, but only because a bunch of my friends go to her gym. And I don't even know if she was a gold medalist. I just know she won a gymnastics medal. I remember like Carrie Strug. And then what was the, when they hit with the crowbar? I remember that. Oh yeah, Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding. (laughs) Neither of which won a gold medal. Um, I don't think I could be wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Can you, can you get hit by the crowbar and then uh, did she even, I don't know that side note, but, but you know, we, we think we have to be, Oh, I have to be the elite of the elite. 
and, and, but what impact have they really made? You know, and, and yes. not, if that's where God's called them, God bless them for being able to, to, to go that way. But I will tell you that, um, in my home, it may not be glamorous and it may not be, uh, from the outside looking in, I'm super successful because now I'm a homeschool mom, like, but I am making an impact in my home. I'm making an impact when I sit down with my children and I disciple them and I teach them. I'm making an, an eternal um, impact. I'm my goal and my, my hope. And I pray to God that I'm making a generational impact. So one day my kids are on our podcast with their best friend talking about how, when they grew up, they didn't know who Jesus was. Um, you know, I, like that there yes. and, and their salvation is not my response. It's their salvation is not my goal. Like that's not my responsibility that God will save them. I don't save them. Um, but you know what we do today, you know, we need to do it for the Lord. We need to do it for him and, and with the essential purposeful part of our days being, how can I serve God in this? How can I, um, when people are in my presence, they see God and they see how he does. We went to the dentist yesterday and it was very, very long wait. I remember when I went into the back, he started like apologizing and I'm like, it's okay. No worries. He was like, really? I'm like, Don't worry. like things happen. No worries. Like, okay. Now, now you're here with me mm-hmm. and we fixed my daughter's teeth. Um, so, so like how, how you interact with people is, is oftentimes, um, how you can serve the Lord. Like, how are you getting yes. mad at everyone? Are you, are you bad mouthing people? Are you like, how are people interacting with you? If you go to work every day and you make a um, half a million dollars, but you are grumpy and cranky and complain all day, what have you really done? This is where you should, this is that, you know, do my actions, do the way that I walk into the room, do the, is the way that I speak coming across as Christian. If I, would go onto our platform, like whether it's faith at eight or it's Jill on call or wherever, and just go out there and yell at all the people who don't think exactly like me or say, if you're not doing it this way, or you're not doing this way, is that what God has called me to do? No, people would look at me and be like, that's why I'm not Christian because that's, Mm -hmm. she's saying that she's a Christian and that's not what I'm going to do. How can we use our work? How can we use, you know, that in order to walk out what God has planned for us? And that is be Christian. I don't have to put, I am a Christian on my Instagram profile. I want people to see that through the way that they feel when they interact with me, that they feel loved, that they feel accepted, that they feel grace, but they also get truth. And I think that, that right now we are in a time where people are losing sight of the impact they can make when they have a platform, no matter if the platform is 10 people or a hundred thousand people, we have this ability to be so, to do so much good for God and for his kingdom. And yet we still are human and fall short. So sometimes we've got to check in and be like, wait a minute, is what I did, is that in alignment with, if somebody sees me, they would say, that's a Christian. And in in what we know as Christian, as somebody who is loving and accepting and brings grace and brings truth. Yeah. You know, we all fall short of the glory of God. Every single one of us, no one is going to get out, you know, no one's going to get out of this unscathed and, and without mistakes, but how, how do you behave once you see those mistakes happen? Um, when you, when you make a choice right or wrong, like how, how, how do you handle that? Do you go as the Bible says and go to your friend and apologize or, um, and you're hurt or do you blast people, um, and, and be passive aggressive and post things online and things like that. And, um, you know, God is in the mundane. He is in your, 
where you really can make the greatest impact is in your work and your work is the mundane tasks of every day. If that is a doctor, if that is a lawyer, if that is a housekeeper, if that is a mom, if that is a wife, a a teacher, it doesn't, you know, truck driver, whatever your position is, you know, if you're a business owner, you have mundane tasks, but in that mundane is where God really truly will shine through you. So are you doing those mundane, annoyed and angry and complaining? Are you doing those for the glory of God? We, at the first faith that eat retreat, we were talking about like housework, housework stinks. And like folding laundry is, I actually don't mind folding laundry, but it's like, Oh, let me now fold these 5,000 socks. How did we get 5,000 socks? And one of the women there, Linda, she said, when I was, uh, when I had kids at home, as I folded the item, whoever, whatever's item I was folding, I would pray for them. That's how you serve the Lord. That is how they'll never know that you're praying for them. It's not like you're calling across the house. Hey, Justin, I'm (laughs) praying for like, you're just praying and they don't know, but, but God is moving when you're praying. And, um, it it doesn't have to be back to kind of success and achievement. Everyone doesn't need to know that's what you're doing. Like you don't have to tell everyone. Um, mm-hmm. it, it just it just comes through when you are doing it with the right heart. It just naturally you'll 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 reap the rewards. But we come from a an instant gratification culture, and a lot of times when you are serving the Lord and serving Him well, you are not going to re- you may not even see them in this lifetime. Um, Paul mm-hmm. and Saul, uh, Paul and Saul, the same person. Sorry, Paul. He didn't see it in this lifetime. He he saw it in heaven. You know, he was crucified, crucified upside down. Um, that was Paul, right? I think so. But he was martyred for his faith. Mm-hmm. So you may not see the rewards of that work, that effort, that all that you did here in this in this life. You may not see it until um, when you're in heaven. Um, and so we need to give up on instant gratification and be okay knowing that we, we may never actually reap the rewards um, on the side of heaven. And I love that you bring up instant gratification because a lot of times with work and success and achievement and, and knowledge, we're looking for that to put ourselves here. Oh, well, if I get this, then, then I'm, I'm doing better. I'm okay. I'm getting that fulfillment. That's the world. That's a world saying you mm-hmm. need this in order to feel better instead of, no, you need to go to God and say, wait a minute is this where I'm supposed to be? And I think today is a a great chance to reflect on how have you used, not have you, how have you used work and knowledge and success and achievement as an idol? Because you have. And I think to say, oh no, I've never used that as an idol. You're lying to yourself, that there's some level of needing to reflect on that and say, where have I done that? that then is where the healing can begin. And at that point is where you can say, how can I do better moving from here? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. I love today. So today was good. Today is always good. Right. It is today. Another good day. Another good day for God. Absolutely. I will pray us out. Um, Father God, thank you for joining us together. You are such a faithful and merciful creator. Father God, we are so blessed to be in your presence. We are so blessed to have you um, to work towards and to work for, Lord. Thank you for the the purpose that you give us every single day. Lord, we know that we fall short of your glory daily. Um, We all do, every single one of us. And there are moments where we take a title or an achievement or knowledge. And we do put it as a place that's our identity. We're the person that knows all about whatever it is. And we're the person that does this. And and we get lost in that, Father God. And please forgive us for that. Please forgiving, forgive us for thinking that our, our purpose is 
is our job title and not um, our purposes to serve you and to serve you well, Father God. As we walk out today, Lord, please help us examine our hearts and help us see those areas where we are making it an idol and we are not serving you well, Father God, um, where we are um, you know, running over our kids to force them to do what we need to do in a certain amount of time or rushing the people around us because we're on a timeline and we're not reflecting the love and glory of God, Lord. Uh, let us see that and let us change those behaviors so we can serve you better. We're so grateful to you and all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Don't forget to like, subscribe, leave us a review. We would love to see what you think of this podcast. Don't forget to share it with your friends. And thank you so much for being on this journey with us to make heaven crowded. We'll see you later, friends. If you enjoyed today's episode, there's a few things we would love for you to do. Share with a friend, like, and subscribe to our channel on YouTube or Apple Podcast, which has new episodes every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern, or find us live on Instagram on Fridays at 8 a.m. Eastern. Whatever you do, do it in faith.